before time began, there was a cube. We know not where it comes from, only that it holds the power to create worlds and fill them with life. That is how our race was born. For a time, we lived in harmony. But like all great power, some wanted it for good, others for evil. And so began the war, a war that ravaged our planet until it was consumed by death and the cube was lost to the far reaches of space. We scattered across the galaxy, hoping to find it and rebuild our home. Searching every star, every world. And just when all hope seemed lost, message of a new discovery drew us to an unknown planet called Earth. <laughs> my name, my name is Optimus Prime, a.k.a. Timmy. I thought about, <laughs> there's a part in that I'm like, before time began, there was a cube, the Rubik's Cube from the 1980s, a time waster, a brain killer. <laughs> Hey, there you go. Hey, welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. <laughs> well, today we're gonna today we're gonna talk about anyway. My son always tells me, Dad, you do a great Optimus Prime. And if I had the special effects, you're thinking that was no special effects. No, actually, it really wasn't. Um, I have a really nice microphone, of course. Obviously, I mean, you can tell it's very. It's nice. It's a great microphone. Uh, and I have a board, but I don't have a board. I can't, it doesn't let me change the mix. So I can't, if I could put effects on my voice, I think it would sound even, even better. Well, clearly it would sound even better. Anyway, welcome to the Timmy Gibson show. Glad you're with me. My name's Timmy. I'm the host. We're going to talk about being alone versus lonely or there we go. <laughs> there is a big difference between being alone versus being lonely. And that's something I, I feel is very, very important in the journey of life is that we all get to spend time alone, uh, especially before we get into like a committed relationship and you know, for sure, like a marriage. And I've been given this a lot of thought just in my own personal journey. I know I left, uh, you know, graduated high school and went off to uh, Bible college. So I left my parents' house, then moved to a dorm with three other dude roommates and then moved out of there into a single wide trailer home with another buddy. And then <laughs> that's a part of my story. I don't think I've ever talked about that. I lived in a trailer park for a while. Um, that's a whole, that's a whole podcast all by itself because it was a true blue, true blue, the very stereotypical, uh, <laughs> trailer park, except for me and my buddy, Scott, actually me and my buddy, Scott that lived in the trailer. We were the only two like college age, 
you know, kind of somewhat preppy college dudes in this trailer park of fascinating people for sure. So, so, you know, then I moved out of the trailer home into an apartment with some roommates and then moved out of that apartment to another apartment with some roommates and then, you know, moved out of that, you know, it's like I, I moved around and finally found myself in, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, in an apartment with a roommate. And then I got married and my now ex, but at the time my wife, you know, we didn't move in until we were married y'all cause we were Christians anyway. So right after the wedding, she moved in and you know, now uh, it, I, I live alone, which I'm going to get to that here in a second, but like I have never until now, uh, been alone, you know, for, from my parents' house to the dorm room, to a roommate, to a spouse. And then a little over two years ago, got divorced, moved out. But for the very first time, I'm alone. I'm not lonely. I'm alone. Big difference. And I think some people, when they are alone, they feel lonely. And I'm not sure if it's if people aren't okay with their own feelings or their own emotions or their own like, you know what I mean? Have you ever met those people that like they they go from relationship to relationship to the relationship? Like it's almost like the other relationship hasn't even fully ended yet and they're on to another relationship. Um it's 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 like it's like anytime someone is single, they're typically looking for a partner. Now, uh, uh, that's okay to a certain extent. Uh, hello, I'm, I'm single and, you know, I'm dating, I'm having conversations, I'm, you know, getting to know people while the whole time getting to know myself and having this be the first time that I've ever really quote unquote been alone, I would say it's been the most uh, growth that has ever taken place in my life because I'd never been alone. I was never left with my own thoughts and, and I had seen enough, you know, I'd, I was old enough, you know, when I got, I got divorced, um, uh, like when I was 50. So at 50, cause I'm 52 now, I'll be 53 in, in April, but so divorced at 50 and, reflecting on that, just thinking, wow, like I've never been alone until now. And so noticing, you know, some of my other friends or people I know that, you know, got divorced and then wasn't even again, like the ink wasn't even dry on their divorce papers and they're bam, they're in another relationship. And it's like, they just can't be alone. Of course they wouldn't say that, right. They would just say, I fell in love. It's my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, right? I mean, that's definitely possible. I, you know, I, I'm I'm talking more in generalities here. Most of the time, if you're not divorced yet and you're jumping in and you think you're in love, it's probably not. Like it's probably not. It's gonna be your rebound, it's gonna be your 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 wounded relationship, <laughs> you know. And no one wants to think that. No one wants to believe that. Of course, their situation is different. They're not the, you know, clearly, like, 
no one that's just human nature nobody I, if i i could talk to any number of people who like got divorced and then met someone immediately or they weren't even divorced yet and they met someone and if they're currently in that relationship right now there's not a one of them that wouldn't say the same thing which is oh my god it's just like a blessing it's like it was just i wasn't even looking for it it was just there you know and you know i don't know what the percentage is it's higher than 70 i would say probably closer to 80 or 90 percent of those aren't going to last and that's not me being a doomsday guy like at all like i'm all i love love i'm i'm not jaded i'm i plan on getting married again someday you know like um I, yeah i'm a fan of love my favorite movies are romantic movies so i'm i'm not at all uh a poo poo on on love so this isn't coming from i'm single and bitter no 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 i'm i'm single and and not bitter at all a much much better person than in the last two years i've become a much 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 better person um just through personal development and growth and and going through any and i think we all have that opportunity right you go well like yeah i mean if you're if you've been divorced you know like it's that you have two paths to choose from right you can grow bitter from the divorce right or you can grow better big difference in those two words though they're so close right bitter or better and that's 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 up to the individual. You can't blame your ex. You can't blame the kids, the government. You can't blame the president. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame anyone other than the motherfucker looking at you when you look in the mirror. That's it. Can't blame anybody else for your life. Now, of course, right? There can be some influences and there can be some, you know, of course, right? Your environment, all that stuff can play a role. But ultimately, ultimately, we're responsible for ourselves. There's only one person to blame. Like I said, it's the one that looks in the mirror when you're looking in the mirror. And so, you know, knowing that and, ha and, and realizing that just my personal journey was that I was very aware of that. Like it was in my mind, Timmy, don't jump into another relationship too quick. Now I've been very open and honest, very, very honest, maybe TMI for some people, but I've shared very openly and honestly on my podcast about where I was when I got divorced. And, um, yes, I was definitely dating. I was having fun. I was having a blast, but my heart was unavailable. And that's, that's what I'm saying. So, I, you know, when people say, well, after a divorce, you should take, you know, however much time to work on yourself. And hundred percent, I agree. I teach the same thing, but that doesn't mean you can't go out and have fun. At least for me, that's, let me, let me, let me rephrase this. How I view it. Now there may be other counselors that say, no, you know, you shouldn't even date or do anything. I just, no, I, well, I just wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to be, <laughs> I wasn't going to be celibate. <laughs> I'm not a Catholic priest. So like that was just not going to be, um, 
my journey, you know, uh, I, I definitely was committed to having fun, but with that, I was committed to not getting in a relationship. And so all that means is just when I would meet anyone, you know, when that conversation came up, I would just say, Hey, I'm not, I'm not looking for a relationship. You know, I'm recently divorced. I don't, um, you know, I, I, my heart, my heart's closed off. Um, but you know, but I'm down to have fun, you know, and, and go do fun things and see cool stuff. You know what I mean? Like I was totally down for all of that. And there were a couple times towards the end of the year that I thought, yeah, I'm ready. The first year I'm talking about, you know, I'm now going into my third year. So at the end of my first year, there were a couple of occasions where I was like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm starting to get ready or whatever. And, and, and no, no, I wasn't. And so, you know, thankfully, um, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't move in with anybody. No one moved in with me. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't propose to anybody, <laughs> you know, because, uh, a lot of reasons, you know, a lot of reasons, but primarily just my particular story, you know, I was in a long-term relationship. So 25 years with one person, um, I need a little time, you know, I need a little time before I'm, I'm willing to, cause I am a forever type person. And I think we all are ish. I think, you know, I don't think anyone gets married and is like, yeah, maybe this will work out for five years or so. Or maybe it'll get to the, we'll have some kids and then we'll get divorced. Like, I mean, typically people don't think like that, right? We, we typically, um, you know, we, it, this is forever, right? This is, this is forever. Um, and so I think it's important to, uh, to, you know, to be honest with ourselves and, and not commit too quickly if our heart isn't ready and here's why, how can I say this? Um, I'm trying to think of, a, of an analogy that would make sense. Ah, got it. Getting divorced or, or a breakup. It would be much like breaking both of your femurs. Okay. Or even one of them, one of your femurs, which is the main, right? You all know that's the main bone in your thigh. Okay. You break your femur. Well, you need to go to the doctor, right? You need to <laughs> physical therapy, like all that stuff, right? So I believe the mind is no different. Our emotions are no different. When you go through a divorce or anything tragic, something's broken, right? Something's gotten, that's not correct English, is it? Something's gotten broken. Something's been broken. Therefore, you need time to heal, Okay. And now people say, well, time heals all wounds. Ah, I beg to differ. Time doesn't heal all wounds. Proper care and time together heal all wounds, right? If you, if you get a compound fracture, which is when your bone pops out of your skin, if you get a compound fracture with time, there will be some healing, but that bone is still going to be sticking up out of your thigh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just time alone isn't going to heal your, your femur, but time again and proper care, right? So it's the same thing with your mind, you know? So when I, I very much respect people that when they get divorced, they take time, you know, their heart's not available. Now the the fun is available, right? I, I think, I mean, again, maybe I'm a little partial cause I'm, 
I'm just the way I'm wired, the way I'm wired is, you know, I just, I just wasn't going to take a year and be celibate. That just wasn't, you know, I know I did take some, some time. Um, well, I take that back. That's not, that's not true. I took, I took some time initially. So I moved out in May. The divorce wasn't final till December. In between that time, yes, uh, I, I took time. Um, and it wasn't until like the divorce was like the court date was coming up that I, did I even start thinking about like, Hey, I could go on some coffee dates and meet some people and all that kind of stuff. So, so I did take time and again, just the way I'm wired, that's a long time for me. So to go, you know, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I thought I was doing good cause I didn't have a TV or anything. So I know, you know, I had no, no sexual encounters for, for like six months. I had no TV. Um, you know, I just really committed myself. I even think I took off for that six months. I don't think I even drank at all during that time. Um, cause I just really wanted to commit myself to myself, to be honest. I just really wanted to take that time to, to work on me and to kind of discover who I was and, and all that stuff. And so anyway, whatever that I'm just telling you a little bit about my story, just because maybe it, it'll resonate with you and, and help you with, with your journey. So I did take at least six months to the, where I was celibate and all of that. But you know, once, once the divorce was final, I, I was like, no, I'm totally cool with having fun and getting out there and, and trying out some new things and, and seeing what's up. So that's just my personal journey. You know, you got to do you and, and, you know, go see a therapist and see what they say. Now, if you find a, you know, an Uber Christian one, I'm just going to tell you right now, well, I don't have much, if they're a, Bible thumping, Bible believing therapist, you know, they're going to tell you nutty shit like, you know, no sex until you're married and all that bullshit. Oh my Lord. I don't even know what to say. That's just such a toxic here. Well, what do you believe, Timmy? Well, I believe you do you. We're, we're animals at the base of, right? We're, we're, yeah, we're human, but we're just there's nothing wrong with having consensual sexual relationships with people, you know, just be safe, be smart, be open, be honest. There's nothing wrong with it at all whatsoever. And the fact that, you know, it took me a while to unwind from that toxic, nutty, crazy, traumatic teaching of deny, 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 deny yourself of this is ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. So yes, I am way against that. Now, let me just say this for those that might be listening. You have kids. I don't believe in children having sex at all. Like I, I like, you know, I just, I'm not in favor of children having sex with each other. It's like, that's an adult activity. If you're a child, which would to me, frankly, would be, I guess, just to go with what the standard law is. If you're 17 and younger, you should not be fucking having sex. I, you know, I know that sounds maybe like, Timmy, you're holding on to that religious stuff. No, it has nothing to do with that. I just, if, if you don't want to fucking have a baby, like, well, then just take birth control. <laughs> when you're a child, don't do adult things. That's just what I think. 
Okay. That's just what I think. That's just my personal conviction is if you're listening to this, which I don't really have teenagers listen to this podcast, but if you're a fucking teenager and you're not 18 yet, keep that shit in your pants, keep your zipper up. Don't be fucking doing that shit. Wait, wait until you're 18. And then at that point, I would say, wait until you actually care about somebody, man, your first time should be at least with someone you care about. Not some just crazy drunken teenage bullshit that, that that's just traumatic and can produce issues. So, you know, I, I'm definitely, I definitely think your first time should be as special as it possibly can, meaning at least someone you care about. But you know, once you're an adult like me, I'm 50 fucking two years old. Like <laughs> I'm an adult. Um, I'm not going to have sexless relationships. That's like, that's just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, this like, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're adults. We can be adults and we can adult. I do. I do. I live as an adult in every other way. I can live in it as an adult in that way too. That's just my personal conviction. Maybe you're listening to this podcast, which I'd be shocked, but if you're a, a fundamental evangelical type Christian and you have a different belief, well then fine. Just live according to your beliefs. For real. I mean that sincerely. Like just you do you and allow everybody else to do them. And and you know, and I should stop judging the Christian and the Christian should stop judging everybody else. All right. Lonely versus uh being alone. Being alone, I think, is critically important as a part of the journey of finding yourself or getting to know yourself. You know, I have a tattoo on my neck that says know thyself which is, I think, a quote from Socrates, I believe. And I got it on my neck because I wanted, you know, most of my tattoos, well, my hands are tattooed, my fingers. But the majority of my tattoos are, you know, hidden. And I thought, man, I'm going to get this one on my neck. You know, now I have long hair and you can't see it, but anyone step when I do a bun. Uh, but I, I got it on my neck because I wanted it to be visible, not only to me, but just visible, right? Because that's the most important journey, I think, in life is to get to know yourself. And in fact, you know, when I think about the purpose of life, you know, used to, when I was a Christian, you know, I thought the purpose of life was to serve and live for God and blah, 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 blah. And now I just, you know, I see life just different than that now. You know, I, I just see it different. And part of what I see different is, I think part of the journey of life is to, uh, care for other people. I, th I think that's, I think that is a, a part of life is to, you know, care and to give and all that kind of stuff serve. But I also think part of life, the purpose of life is to, to, uh, know thyself. Like, I think that is a part of what life is. And when I'm, you know, meet people that much like my story left their parents' house, you know, went to college or went to you know, got married, you know, some people got married right out of high school, right? They graduated high school, they get married. And then if they, you know, had gotten divorced, it's like they get divorced. And before the divorce is even have they, before they've even had any space of time to get to know themselves, they're right into another relationship. And then they, it's like they go from marriage to marriage to marriage and they never have been alone. They've never had the opportunity to get to know themselves. And so, well, no wonder they're fucked in the head, right? 
I mean, that's, it's no wonder I was fucked in the head. I never lived alone. I never, I never got a chance to know who I was. So I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. And some of you might be, some of you might be thinking, well, Timmy, I'm, I went from my parents' house to college to, and now I'm married and I never have had been alone. Well, you know, like I'm not, I'm not saying you need to then be alone and leave your partner. Of course not. I don't abdicate that. I think divorce is terrible. If you can make it work out, work it out. And I'm serious about this. I'm not kidding. I don't care what's happened between you. If you can work it out, do figure it out. But if you are in a, in a relationship and you realize you've never really spent time alone, well, that's easy. You can spend time alone. You know, you can, you can take time, take a trip by yourself, right? Or, you know, people say, well, I like taking trips with my girlfriends or whatever. And that's fine too. But there's, there's a lot of value in, in spending time alone. And I'm a, I'm a big proponent of it now having, you know, gone through what I've gone through and have now recognized the value of, of taking time to reflect and to evaluate and to plan and like really dig in there. Right. And, and I would say it took me at minimum, it took me a year. It, it was, it was definitely a solid year before I really felt like I was starting to get a glimpse of, of who I was. And now coming into the, to the third year, I, I finally have, you know, come to a place where I'm like, okay, like I, I did the work, right. I, I did the work. I, I made the journey and you know, I'm, I'm, I've crossed the bridge, if you will. If like, if, if it's like you look at two mountaintops and there's a bridge between the one mountaintop was maybe your previous life, your marriage or whatever. And the bridge is like that growth phase between the marriage and, and, you know, finding yourself. I feel like I've, you know, I've, I've crossed the bridge. I'm over on the mountain of knowing, knowing thyself. I've gone over, I've gone through the, the, the rough, real rough part of it. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful journey. And I'll be honest on the way though, they're like, am I going to be able to make this? Like, this is tough. Like I did not, I did not realize how tough this would be. And I think most people that have, that have been through a divorce and, and have given themselves space to heal again, I'm, people that literally get like before they're even fully divorced or jumped into another relationship, I'm just, that's just so, it's so scary. That's so scary. Um, for so many reasons. Uh, well, going back to the bridge analogy, it's almost like, you know, you're on this bridge crossing over from divorced into really finding yourself and getting on this other mountaintop to get into another relationship is like, almost like makes the, you know, it's like the bridge can only handle 150. I'm making this up. It's like the bridge can only handle 150 pounds in that he, you know, in that walkover and you're a hundred and, you know, 40 pounds. <laughs> and then this person that you met, they're 140 or whatever, they're a hundred pounds, whatever it is, whatever. 
200 pounds. And it's exceeded the weight of the crossover, which makes it super sketchy, right? I, I really do. That's that's the best analogy that I can come up with off the top of my head of of kind of what it's like. You know, when you get divorced, you need to take time to be alone and to reflect. Right now, I took that six months, but then after that, I allowed myself to have fun. I allowed myself to have physical interactions for fun and it was fun, but it was only fun. I think because I, I made sure to guard my heart for the most part. I, you know, I have a story of where my heart kind of was getting, getting whatever, but I've learned, you know, keep it, keep it just a physical thing. Right. And, and I know that can be tough. I mean, I've heard tons of stories of people that say, you know, but then I've also heard people go, no, it was great. Like it was great. I just had physical intimacy. Uh, you know, I had a person that was friends with benefits and, you know, we just called each other once a week and just hung out. It was very, it was fun. It was refreshing. It was great. And then when I was ready for a relationship, we broke that off and I got into a relationship, you know, or whatever. So again, I mean, that's, you know, you need to figure out what you can do, how you can make it work. But again, if you're listening to this and you're, you're in a partnership, just remember to keep your autonomy. Is that what the word is? You know, don't, don't dive into a relationship and bail on all your friends and bail on life, you know, bail on all your hobbies and, and just throw yourself into this one person. Um, again, I see that so many times, so many times, you know, you're hanging out with your buddies and then they get into a relationship and you never see them anymore. And, uh, you know, I just shake my head to that stuff. I'm just like, Oh man, this is classic. This is classic fuckery. Like this is classic fuckery. Now there's always exceptions. Always, 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 you know, there's always someone that's going to actually make it work for whatever reason. Right. I mean, you know, that, Every, everybody thinks that they're the exception, right? <laughs> I can speed and not get a ticket. I can run a stoplight and not get a ticket. I can, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I can break the rules of relationships and get away with it. That's what we all think until it all comes crashing down. Right. Um, so yeah, if you're in a relationship, just make sure to not dive in and, and bail on all your friends. Make sure you still have autonomy. Make sure that you're you're holding on to who you are and still in search of who you are and still self-development, right? Don't just turn right into relationship mode. Um, because I think the best way to have a happy, healthy, well-adjusted relationship is for you as an individual alone to be healthy, well-adjusted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I would even say this, I would, I would, I would like issue this as a, as a warning. If you're bitter and if you don't know, if you are, ask your friends, right. Ask them genuinely say, Hey, listen, I need you to be honest with me. Please be honest with me. Do I seem bitter, you know, to you? Because if, if you are bitter, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not ready for a relationship. If you're bitter and jaded, you 
you are not ready for a relationship. I don't care what you think. I don't care if you think that, no, I need to be in a relationship so I won't be bitter. No, 100%. No, that's no, you're wrong. That's like believing the earth is flat. No, it's that doesn't it doesn't work that way. It's not until that it's it's almost not until you get to a stage in life where you're okay to be alone that you really are ready to be in a relationship. And we've all heard that. You've probably quoted that. That that it's and I believe it to be true. When you finally get to a place where you're okay to be alone, that is then the time you're ready to not be alone. And I think some of the you know, the practical things that we have to keep in mind is, you know, making sure that we're getting time alone. And why is that? Why is, why am I talking about alone, alone, aloneness? (laughs) That's even a word, but it's, it's not just being alone for the sake of being alone. It's, it's getting that you know, when, when you're with someone, which I need to, I keep, I want to always clarify this. If you're in a partnership, that is awesome. Stay in the partnership, right? Just incorporate solitude. Okay. But, but primarily this message is really more for those that are, have either been married, divorced, or just single. And you're, you know, contemplating or, you know, you wanted to be, you want to be in a relationship. And if you feel that desperate feeling, like I really need to be in a relationship again, that's, that's dysfunctional. If if you feel like you need to be in a relationship, like that's, what's going to complete you, or that's the only thing that's missing from your life. There, I, and this is how I feel. I don't know if this is like accurate, but it's accurate to at least how I feel. I feel that we, each of us need to be able to feel complete all by ourselves in order to be able to be in a healthy, happy, well-adjusted relationship. I feel like that, that piece, that whole piece of being whole by yourself is, is critical that's a critical piece in in being prepared to be in a relationship. Um, and here's why: if if you're dependent on someone else for your happiness, for your self esteem, for your worth, for your anything, for you to feel loved, and I've been there, like I've been there. So uh, you know, uh, and I'm sure it's a struggle for all of us. Uh, throughout life it's just a part of life is that you can you can be alone but also sometimes feel loneliness we all have felt loneliness i've felt lonely so it's uh, you know i'm not talking about hey you should never ever experience loneliness you know just like you know i'm a big proponent on you know not giving into anxiety and all that but we all have had you know everybody on planet earth has experienced anxiety you know everybody on planet earth has had a moment of depression or, you know, and everybody's experienced like situational depression, right? After a breakup or a divorce or a, a tragic event, right? A death of a parent or, you know, like clearly life in and of itself 
will create opportunities for us to go to a dark place. Okay. We all know this, but outside of, of, of events that would throw any human into chaos. That's what I'm talking about. When, when we don't have any reason to, to feel the way that we feel yet, we feel that. You know, that's the stuff we got to dig into. And so, you know, today's topic is not all the other things I just mentioned, but today's topic is about loneliness. Being alone and feeling lonely really are completely so different. You know, I'm alone right now. I don't feel lonely. I mean, I've got you (laughs) here with me, right? And, and that gives me some sense of, of, uh, you know, purpose. Or companionship, right? Uh, but here, okay. So let's just get real practical, and then I'm gonna bring this one to. I'm gonna land. I'm gonna land this plane. So practical steps to overcome loneliness: reading, educating yourself, learning new hobbies, learning new skills and talents, and right, picking up the guitar, learning how to cook. Um. Of course, reading, you know, um, learning, learning is a big thing for me. I'm not sure, uh, you know, cause I hated, I didn't like school. Um, I didn't do well in school. I didn't like school but when I was in high school anyway. And, you know, it's so crazy now because I, I love to learn, love to learn. I just watched a six, was it a four or six part series? some kind of Yale or Harvard class that was given and it was on YouTube and it was about psychology, I think, or something. Anyway, it, it, you know, I absolutely, absolutely, I absolutely love to learn now. Love it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Love to learn. Um, so it keeps my mind occupied too, right? That I'm, I'm constantly learning or, um, trying new things. Athletic stuff is good to get into, you know, if, if, if you used to you know, play a sport in high school or whatever, and you don't play it anymore, it's like, why? Like, why aren't you playing it? Well, you know, kids and work and this and that. Well, okay. Well, but get back to it, right? Painting is one thing. I used to paint as a kid, quit painting for years and, you know, I'm back to, to painting. Now I don't paint I don't paint every day. Um, I try to do something every month or so, you know, something. Um, again, it, it not saying this, this, all this stuff, it needs to be daily. Some of it does. Like I would say you need to journal, you know, nearly every day, uh, definitely read every day, something, um, reading every day is just, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I picked up a book that I never did finish because it was just so. Uh, dense is the word, and I don't mean dense like dunce, like dense in the sense of, um, like it was, it's like you read one paragraph and it's like you got to think about it for a month, kind of a book. It's called Sapiens. I think I mentioned it in another podcast. Love it though, absolutely. Oh my goodness, you know I'm digging back into that. You know I'm stretching my brain. You know, finding friends. If you if you if you lack friendships, you know, get yourself out there. 
uh, make some new friends. Um, you know, in fact, here's something <laughs> some people might laugh at me. Um, you know, going those who have gone through divorce, you understand this. It's it's weird. You know, you some of your friends, you kind of lose some friends in the divorce kind of a situation. I had that happen too, and so you know, with that, I uh, w- went on Bumble, and Bumble has a section that's called BFF. I guess best friends forever, which seems funny, but anyway. And I went on there and and uh, swiped on some uh, some dudes for friendships, and uh, you know, met, met, matched with a dude. Um, went and played frisbee golf together. He's you know he's got a girlfriend, super cool dude. He just moved into town, you know, looking to make some new friends. So it was great. Look, it was like a. Like a, it was like a perfect match of two dudes that, you know, have similar interests and, you know, whatever. And he, he's straight, you know. I'll be honest, just confession, right? When I first was doing that, I'm like, oh, is this a, is this like grinder but on Bumble? And uh, anyway, I, I'm sure for some maybe it is, but it it didn't seem to be like that. It seemed like a lot of a lot of business guys, um, a lot of business people. Actually, you could do men and women friendships, but. A lot of business people um, looking for friendship. So I thought that was, that was cool. You know, it was dope. So yeah, there you go. The, the shorter podcast today. Um, but you you can, you can be alone without being lonely. And it's really, really important that you get adjusted and, and can be alone. I, I wish I, I wish, I wish I would have read a book or something on it that I could have given you more. I mean, I, some of the times I, the podcasts I do are, are just to get you to think about something, right? So if you're experiencing loneliness that you're going to now think about it, maybe dig into it and journal about it and kind of, you know, whatever, um, you know, I don't have, I, I'm a moron most of the time. I don't have a lot of ideas. I, I have some ideas and, uh, you know, all I try to do is to be open and honest and share you know, my story, be authentic with my journey and, uh, and this one has been a big one. You know, this is the first time I've ever been alone in my life. And like I said, the first year I did, I experienced a lot of loneliness. There were times I just would wake up in the middle of the night crying. There were times I went to bed crying. There were times I woke up in the morning crying. I mean, I've been there, you know, that adjustment going from marriage to, div- you know, to divorce to then being single. And, you know, those that are married sometimes are like, oh, I'd love to be single. It'd be great. Blah, blah, blah. You know, not, not everybody thinks that I'm just saying that sometimes, you know, that's what sitcoms always make fun of, you know, single people want to be married, married people want to be single. And the reality is that whatever stage of life or whatever situation you're in, make the most of it. You know, if you're single, you know, then be single, enjoy it, live it up, you know, and if you're married, live it up. So, you know, no matter what, what situation you're in, you know, revel in it and enjoy it and uh, you know, and if you don't, then figure out how you can, right? If you're single and miserable and you think that and this is the problem, right? Like if you're single and think that being in a relationship is going to fix your problems, you are mistaken. That's just not the case. In fact, it will only complicate and make things even worse. If you're not happy, nobody's making you happy. Okay. That just doesn't happen. If you're not happy, no one's making you happy. Now, for a time, you might seem 
Like, oh my gosh, I've got a boyfriend or a girlfriend now. Now I'm happy. Okay. Just give it a little time. All right. Your unhappiness is going to sneak right back up and slap you on the booty. And that, so that's why it's so important. I, I so respect, there's several people that I'm thinking of in my mind. I so respect, you know, people that, that take time for themselves, um, to do, and some people call it self-care, I mean, the self-care, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Just taking time for yourself and allowing yourself to, to be with yourself and to sit with yourself. And, you know, for the longest time, I, I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't want to go to movies alone. I didn't want to eat alone. I didn't want to do anything alone. Like I wanted to be with someone. Now I'm, I'm cool with it. Like it doesn't matter anymore. I'm totally fine with it. And I, I just, and what's cool about that is now I feel more ready to be in a relationship than I ever have before. And why is that? Because I don't need to be in a relationship. <laughs> and now that I don't need to be in a relationship to not feel lonely, then I am truly ready. Now, when I say ready, that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I'm perfect. I've arrived. I'm there. That, that's not what that means. I just mean I'm ready, right? And so I, I think it's the, it's like when you're ready to buy a house, it doesn't mean you're a multimillionaire. It just means you're ready to buy a house. Right. And so like I've gone through all those stages and, and I'm still learning, I'm still growing, uh, but I'm definitely to a point now where I'm okay being alone. Therefore I'm good to be in a relationship now. And so that's where I want to see everybody get to. Um, I want to see all of us do life in a more healthy way. You know, it's like eating right and exercise and all that stuff. It, it makes you feel better. And I think living, living our lives in, in such a way where there's self-care, where there's balance, you know, where we don't need, we don't need another person to feel valuable or feel loved or feel special or feel worthy or feel anything. I don't need anybody else to feel anything, anything. And here's what I've noticed about that. I'm not as, uh, like my sponge, like let's, let's picture, I'm trying to think of analogies that make good, make good sense. Picture a sponge full, right? You add, you put, try to put more water on it. It just kind of runs off. Why? Cause it's full. I feel like when you're okay to be alone, it's like your sponge is full. So when someone compliments you, you can appreciate it but you don't need it because that's where we can get into problems in a relationship is, you know, we're, we're so, we're so, um, dehydrated with love. We're so dehydrated in love or dehydrated. Yeah. We're dehydrated from love, whatever, however to say that, that when someone shows us any kind of love, you know, we just soak it up. And, and that can be dangerous because that can make us vulnerable to be in a place where we're dehydrated for, in love. Therefore, anyone that comes along and shows us any kind of love, we're vulnerable to that and susceptible to that, even when it's the wrong person, because we're so dehydrated and it's like even one drop of water is just, you know, feels like such a great thing. So again, needing to get away from need want is okay. Like me, I want a partner. Like I do like deeply want to share my life with someone. 
but I'm definitely not in a hurry. I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely not dehydrated. Therefore, you know, when, when someone maybe speaks my love language or, you know, or they're whatever, you know, super freaking, <laughs> uh, sexually, you know, whatever, like it, I love it. I mean, I enjoy it. It's wonderful, but it, it doesn't make me go, Oh my God, will you marry me? Like, right. But if I, I think if I was dehydrated, um, in love, then, then I would be more susceptible to that. Does that make sense? I think, does that make sense? I think this is making sense. It's making sense in my brain, but who knows, right? My brain is who knows what, Hey, well, that's it. Um, it's okay to be alone. If you're feeling lonely, dig into it, find out what's up. Also, you know, I'm a coach. Email me, Timmy at timmygibson.com and we can do, you know, we can do it by FaceTime or whatever. All right. Peace out, everybody.